0: Hey, it's time for Kingdom Come. We are here again. We can't wait to share with you the name of the program today. is called Healing Nights, and um, we don't want to just talk about this stuff without telling you we, too, are walking this stuff out for ourselves. So we've put together a little team. I'm here with my co-host, Steve Richard.
1: Steve, uh, Steve's on the team. We want more team players, Steve, right? Yeah, it's interesting that uh, we—I uh, I think the Lord—we we began this last year in 2019— um, and in 2019, we did three gatherings, Yep, uh, one in New Hampshire, two in Connecticut, where uh, we, as the Lord assembled this team, we, we, we had a ministry team of peers that, uh, you know, I'll say different types of coaches, right, that function in different giftings. And we, we put these gatherings together, you know, that tend to have kind of 20 to 40 people or so. And, and we're calling them Healing Nights. Nice. And so we just had one just the other night, a couple of nights ago in Manchester.
0: Yeah, we we uh, we had about 40 people come out. And um, it was interesting. We learned a lot. We've kind of stumbled our way through this. We haven't, you know, Steve and I work jobs. Um, we're not paid ministers. Um, we We stumble our way through this. We've kind of, you know prayed through, asking Holy Spirit for help. How do we do this? How do we set this up? And as we've right. done this, we've learned a lot, Steve. We've learned that there's a lot of mindsets that are stuck in an, uh, an old model.
1: Yeah, yeah. And as we think about, you know, is, when we talk about stumbling into the will of God, it's a good that I would describe my entire life that way, by the way, of really <laughs> seeking Holy Spirit and, and really trying to be led by Holy Spirit and all the things that we do. And this is one of those things, Scott, that the Lord put you and I together the Lord brought trip 9 together another brother here in Manchester and 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 the three of us are working as a, in a team and I'm sure there'll be other coaches that come along right but the Lord has assembled this team and now we're starting to do these these healing nights and um and we've kind of broken it out to three parts and we went from an all day thing yeah. which was brutal <laughs> the food was
0: good, though. The
1: food was good, but the and, uh, and, and I the fell asleep in the great. second after lunch, you know, it was
0: like, Steve, this is like church. It's just yes, boring.
1: Yes. And so we made some adjustments and and I went to the Lord and said, Lord, how do we streamline to be the most efficient that we can be? and still leave room and flexibility for Holy Spirit to adjust as we as we as we go.
0: Oh, I think one of the biggest things that surprised me the other night was people assumed there was going to be one guy in charge doing the healings and that people were going to basically wait for a special moment in a service Get where in line there would be a line of healing almost and and they that's not what we do. We operate in the New Testament model, Steve, like we talked about on previous shows. So we come in as a team and we activate believers for the work of the ministry. So what's different is there wasn't one. I didn't have a special parking spot when I pulled up. Um, I think you I showed up in jeans. Too, I didn't have an armor bearer carrying my bag, Steve. I think that's Old Testament. I didn't have a special room that I sat in.
1: Before, I, I don't even think we prayed, the three of us, before. <laughs> and why, so what we're highlighting this. Why? Because we live in communion with Holy Spirit all day long. We just, it's a lifestyle for us. And we're not saying we have it all and we know it all and we're perfect. But we, we're not living a compartmentalized life. We're living a life we're in in, in uh, abiding in Jesus, abiding in koinonia ing, <laughs> in Holy Spirit, and we're so we're just close to Him all day long. We hear Him all day long, and so this is just this is just regular living for us. Yeah, I think
0: you know, I think people came with the mindset of it was going to be like a service, a right. top-down model, right? And we don't operate that way. So we operate in the New Testament right. model, which is we're all on this team and instead of only us three do it and by the way there was no offering
1: what we didn't pass a bucket and we'd like to thank Mount Zion Christian Church in Manchester Christian school sorry Christian school Mount Zion Christian School in Manchester for allowing us to come and and use their chapel and allowing us you know they have a kingdom mindset they're a wonderful organization uh, if you're looking for a good place in Manchester to send your kids to school, that's a great place. And so we just like to thank them. Yeah, we, we
0: basically talked about the Ephesians 4:19 scripture where there's, you know, prophets, pastors, uh, apostles, evangelists, and teachers. We did that little teaching in about 30 minutes. All right. And then we activated the people, Steve. So what did that look like? How was that different than a church service?
1: Yeah, so, um, yeah, we actually, when we, when we boiled this down, we, we saw like three sections, right? About a 30-so-minute uh, teaching on equipping the saints for the work of the ministry, because there's a mindset shift that so has So the to teacher happen. did that part. So that, w- that was me. That was the teacher. And then the next section, we had a, a, a panel where um, the two evangelists, we shot and trip. Yeah, I we sh- sat down. Yeah,
0: we shared stories of evangelism, of leading people to Jesus, of encounters in the grocery store and at the gas station
1: and wherever. And and as and, and so these are what I sure At one point, I stood up and I said, "Guys, these are your offensive coaches. This is what they are equipped by the Lord to help equip you to live a, a lifestyle where." um you can you can pause have a 5 minute encounter in a coffee shop with somebody and then all of a sudden their their knee get instantly healed and then they just had a holy spirit encounter and you were the one doing it
0: yeah and i think what was interesting was at one point in the healing night we asked who here needs healing and i would say 3 quarters of the room yes needed a healing in their yes. body and then we said who here has never prayed for someone and seen an instant healing? And I would say again, almost three quarters of the room. Most of the hands went up. The same people that needed a healing had never seen a healing. (laughs) It was interesting. And so what's different about the New Testament model is we then had someone come up who wanted to pray. Right. And then someone who was courageous enough and willing to be transparent in front of the whole group um, it was almost like a team practice that they needed healing, right? So we had one person who needed healing and one person who'd never seen an instant healing come up, and we coached
1: that person who was doing the praying on how to pray for the person. That's right. That's right. It was. Um, and so this is was like a like, live demo. Yeah, it was almost like going to the batting cages, right? But like, like now, like we we uh, I'll use a basketball analogy. We're going to teach you how to do a foul shot. Uh, then we're gonna model a foul shot and then you get to step up to the line and take a foul shot and we're gonna be right next to you and uh, and what a what a beautiful thing! And so we had two come up, and then we got them started, and we had another two come up, and then we had another two come up, and then we're you know working as a team, Scott, Tripp, myself, and we're you know like taking a few minutes, taking five, seven minutes with each pair, because these aren't long prayers, no. right? Jesus didn't go you know pray these long prayers. Uh, for someone to get healed. And so it's really a matter of, under, you know, like doing it Jesus's way. And so a little bit of teaching, a little bit of modeling from Scott and Tripp, and then we went into this activation time. I don't know what else to call it other than activation no, time. No,
0: I, I love that word. And and it was amazing, Steve, because it felt like family. Yeah, It didn't feel, did we make, did the people coming up need coaching? They did. They've never done this before. But this is what we learned afterwards is, I think with evangelism, Steve, there's a fear factor. People get afraid about, you know, I there's a couple phrases I hear all the time. Well, that's not for me, and I don't do that. Yeah. And so the what's different about the Healing Nights was it was a safe environment. We were just a bunch of people in a room together going, hey, let, we're going to help you figure this out. Yeah. We're going to walk with you. and. I think people started to get excited. Yeah. One, we did have instant healings. Because we did have instant healings. We didn't just, we didn't just, you know, and it wasn't flamboyant. It wasn't crazy. No one fell out. No No, one fell over. There were no catchers. There were no ushers. There were no catchers. There was no weirdness. It wasn't weird. It felt, felt like a, like, it felt like the afterglow of a great meal and everyone hanging out. It, that's what it felt like, and and the people didn't want to leave. I didn't want to leave. I stayed till almost ten thirty. We started at six thirty, and I made friends. Yeah, I made friends, Steve. I've talked to those people now. They have direct access to me.
1: Right, right. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, you're not the guy. Uh, yeah, in the limo that gets that gets uh, driven off.
0: I didn't say you know. Uh, call my assistant, and we'll see if we can get you in for for June, because that would be you. You're, you're your assistant. <laughs> I'm my own person. <laughs> I'm the cook, the chef, the deliverer, the setup, the takedown, take out the trash, <laughs> and I made friends, Steve, and it felt right. It felt good, and it felt like mindsets got taken down.
1: Yeah, it was really, uh, it was neat. So as we're kind of just talking about this, right? Because we want to j- again, we're just it, we're we're sharing, we're we're living out what we see in the New Testament. And um, Ephesians four, you know, eleven talks about equipping the saints for the work of the ministry, and so the Lord kind of assembled this team of you know a teacher and two evangelists, and I'm sure there'll be other coaches that come along. We want more coaches to come along. This is not for you know us three. This is for everybody, and so um, you know there's no offering, uh, but we saw I don't know 12, 15 healings. I don't I don't we know of a bunch, and Scott and I and Trip barely prayed for anybody it was the people it was one person there praying for another person after they had some instruction in the word and then after a little bit of modeling then we had them do it and uh um it was cool and what was some of the testimonies? well i was going to
0: share one of my favorite ones is the first lady came up and she had pain in her neck on the well let's see i was standing behind her pain on the left side of her neck and into her shoulder. And then as we started to talk with her, it was also down her back. And we had a woman come up. I would say she was maybe in her sixties, uh, glasses, um, older season of life. She'd never seen an instant healing. And we, Steve taught her how to, how to pray healing for somebody at a specific area. And the first time she prayed, she said the pain level was at about a four and we asked her, "What's the pain level at?" And the woman prayed. The pain level went down from her neck, and she said, "Actually, it's gotten worse in my shoulder." We prayed again, and the pain level went down again, again. Three second prayer. There was no laying on of hands. Right.
1: And eyes were open. Eyes were open. There was we, no music playing in the background. Matter of fact, I don't even. Th- we didn't even have any worship when we started. Well, well,
0: well Trip did. He was tr- setting the atmosphere, but. Um, <laughs> Um, (laughs) you know, and the third time we prayed, she felt all the pain leave. Yeah. Now, what was interesting about that is about 20 minutes later, by this point, people were paired up all over the room praying for each other and healings were kind of popcorning around the room. And a guy came up to me and he said, Hey, I want to tell you when you prayed, when you had that woman pray for the first lady. I was sitting against the back wall and I've had pain on both sides of my neck for 13 years from a car accident. No one prayed for him, no one laid hands on him, no one even spoke to him. He heard popping and cracking on both sides of his neck. And while the woman, while the woman in the front was getting healed, right Scott? So he said, "I've never been able to do this." And he raised both of his arms. He turned his head to both sides. He said, "I'm literally going to my uh PT Uh, this week i cannot wait to show them because they said i could probably never do this without the meds and the stuff that he was on and he was totally and as he's sharing the presence of god got really strong and the woman who got healed i then called her over because he said i still have a little pain in my back and the holy spirit will work in this way many times if someone gets healed of of an ear problem or a neck problem um, many times that same problem will resurface in the room, and I always have someone who just got healed pray for that person from mm. that specific issue because it's Revelations 3. Your, your testimony is as a spirit of prophecy. So I called the lady over, and she didn't even have to do anything, and he said, as we're talking, the pain is leaving my back too. Now, again, no one even prayed for him, Steve. Yeah, Nobody touched the guy, right? He was lit up inside. (laughs) You could tell God was all over this guy. He was all over the three of us. And he said, I don't understand this. I don't understand what is going on. He goes, now my back is hot. Hadn't even touched the guy. Hadn't even prayed. Hadn't even said, come out. Nothing. Yeah. No conversation, just normal conversation like this. Right. And this is what's been going on for probably four years in my life people are getting healed. Yeah. and I'm not doing anything. Yeah.
1: It's, uh, so I'll share, I'll share a story. Um, so w- what's cool about how this has all come together, right? So we, we, the three of us, uh, we don't even go to the same church, No, nope. right? It's just the Lord by Holy Spirit assembled us together and we're working as a team and it's the beauty of the kingdom, right? We're not building our kingdom. We're building his kingdom. And so, um, but there, were, there, were, there was a couple there, a bunch of people I didn't know that were there Saturday night, made a bunch of new friends, um, and, but there was a couple there from the gathering, the local gathering I go to here right. in Manchester. And so um, on Sunday, I said, uh, I was talking to the wife first, and I said, hey, you know, w- w- I'd love to get your feedback, and I'll just, real quick, the feedback was, it was incredibly important to have a coach there, because we're so ingrained in the old way of praying, which are intercessory type prayers. We all know, those that are listening, right? What do we do? We close our eyes. Uh, we, we put a hand on Everybody somebody. Everybody huddles around. Everyone huddles the around person, the person. Which is totally and, uncomfortable. And then it, yeah. It and makes then, it so awkward. Yeah, come sit in this chair while 12 people stand around you. And, and again, I'm not knocking that. Depends on what the prayer is for. But when it comes to healing... That is not how you minister healing, and so we teach how to minister healing, and so she said having a coach right there was awesome, and then from there, I, I talked to her husband, who actually was one of the people praying, and uh, he prayed for the first lady. She saw some improvement. That lady grabbed another lady uh, who had uh, neck pain as well. Actually, was the, this person thought they had sciatica going down their leg, um, and um uh, my friend, I won't say his name uh, uh, said you know the pain was actually from this woman's knee down so shooting pain and so he said, oh I'm gonna pray for her neck first And so prays for her neck first, her neck gets healed, praise for the leg, the leg gets healed, all the pain instantly leaves her body. This all happens in three minutes, right These aren't long prayers And so um, I had taught him, hey, you know, keep your eyes open because Jesus said, "Watch and see." Um, and uh, I said, I, "I, I, you know, just to break patterns. I don't, I don't want you to lay your hands on her. Not that that we know. I know what the scripture says, and and you can lay hands on people, but Jesus didn't always lay hands on people. And so I'm breaking old patterns that we have here in the American church. Saying, "Hey, don't don't touch. Keep just you don't have to. That's the point." And so, and then he, and he told me, he goes, Steve, I wanted to pray the way I've always prayed, but because you were standing there, you, you forced me, (laughs) (laughs) you forced me to, to not do that. And I prayed the way that you taught, which is just scripture, right? A seven second prayer. And he goes, it was the first time I've ever seen instant healing. And so what I love about that, Scott is it's not just one thing. Yes, the person got healed in the pain, and they got delivered, and that's amazing. But we, but the second part of this, we just unlocked a believer in their mind to be able to live this way in their own life, in their own ecosystem. They can now give Holy Spirit encounters to anybody because now they know how.
0: And that's what we're after. Those people that got healed or got coached in on the healing nights— Guess what? They're on the team. That's right. They don't have to sign a membership form. They don't have to get a t-shirt. They certainly can. Um, we have need prayer t-shirts. You know, the people love them on the street. Uh, it's a great conversation starter. These people now can come to the next healing night and they're on the team. They can share a story. They yeah, they can could share. be on the panel for five you minutes. Know, I heard share from their what, from one guy who who is evangelistic in nature and does go out and has taught And he said what helped him the most was that we didn't go out. That we took away the fear of having to go evangelize at the mall. That we did it right there in the room. And it it demystified the fear factor of having to go get someone saved and lead them in the prayer. That all went away. And it was like this little family gathering. And it, it, it worked. It just worked. And it feels right. And we're talking about this because we want you to see like there's no there's no special anything Steve yeah it's it's a bunch of people who want the stuff in the Bible to work
1: yeah and I think that was those was a few other mindset shifts that all also happened right one of them was um this understanding we're not we don't go out and um and a, and a quote unquote evangelize right? We're, now, do we do things on occasion as, as Holy Spirit leads? Yes. Does Scott do uh, healing tents at events? Yeah, because Holy Spirit told him to do that, Right. which is why we do it. But, it is, but, but we're, it's a lifestyle. That's what we're trying to say. Jesus, think about the New Testament for a moment. How many times in Scripture, uh, the listeners, how many times in Scripture does it say, as Jesus went... This healing took place as he was going this other place. This miracle happened, and so I call that ecosystem lifestyle. Right where you're on your way to work, you're on the way to the coffee shop, you're picking up dry cleaning. Like, are you sensitive as you're there? You know, and and are you willing to engage to engage for two to five minutes with somebody?
0: Yeah, it's so simple when you fit when you pivot your mindset from I'm going out to evangelize to This is how I live. It takes on a complete, there's no fear. I'm not afraid if someone rejects me because I'm loved. I don't, I I don't, I'm not trying to get them to say a prayer. I'm trying to win somebody over for a lifetime. So the women at Market Basket know what happens when I come through the aisle. I'm going to read their name on their name badge. I'm going to ask them, oh my gosh, you've been here 40 years at the checkout. I'm going to talk to them about anything I can talk to them about to wait for a holy spirit moment. Like one of them will be down and I'll say, "Donna, what what's going on? Like you're not even smiling today." "Oh, my husband's really sick." Opportunity, right? What's he sick with? Just general conversations. People have this mindset Steve that evangelism evangelism is like we have to ask people, "Are if you die today, would you go to heaven?" Right? That doesn't work anymore, right? <laughs> I mean, it can. You might get one out of 20 with that. Um, What works is just being normal, having conversation, waiting for opportunities, and then showing results with prayer. That's what the Healing Nights are for, and it demystified all that. People, You could sense in the room that people were like, I think I can do
1: this, right? Because when we had that panel session, when you and Tripp were up there for a half hour or so, and you shared... The stories at Walmart and Target and and you know, uh, you know, throughout throughout the course of your life, you share these stories that, you know, at one point I just stood up and said, guys, you see, like they're not they're not necessarily leading with Jesus. They're just engaging in conversation, they're listening to Holy Spirit on the inside, and often they're asking if they need prayer because we know because we're living in communion with Holy Spirit, we know that if they say yes to prayer for themselves, for their aunt, for whatever, and most people will say yes to that, we're not being weird. We're having a conversation. We ask if if they, you know, would you like prayer for that? And then we pray these five, seven second, 10 second prayers and Holy Spirit heals them and touches them. Then they want Jesus. Then what happens is it wrecks their theology, yeah, right, I'm, ag- I'm an agnostic, I'm an atheist, I'm a blah, blah, blah. It I'm a total, Reiki healer. It wrecks, completely wrecks what's going on in their mind because they have a spiritual encounter with Holy Spirit that doesn't make sense, but yet they just experienced it. Now they're open, Scott.
0: One of my favorite stories, you know, I said Reiki healer. We were at a festival and this elderly woman i would say she was maybe 68 and then we'll we'll wrap up um, you know she's she's hobbling over with a cane and as she as she w- got closer to the prayer tent i said oh um you know i have a need prayer t-shirt on and she's and i said ma'am is there anything i can pray for you for? would you like a blessing today and she said oh i'm a reiki healer and i said oh really like what does that mean cuz i see you you look sick in your body hmm. um <laughs> So I got a kick out of it. Well, she said, no, I don't need prayer because I'm a Reiki healer, which is a new age uh, mechanism people use for a- energy and all this stuff. And and she walked away, and about two boots down, I saw her stop, and she came all the way back hobbling. And she said, you know, I, I do want prayer. She changed her mind, and the pain left her body, and she she didn't need the cane. And I say all that to say, it, it works, Steve. It yeah. works. It was yeah. I didn't ram Jesus down her throat. I didn't tell her turn or burn. I didn't tell her Jesus is the only way. I had a conversation. I asked her what she believed. You I, engaged in love. I literally said, now, what's a Reiki healer? I've never heard of that. And um, there's a higher power and all this stuff. I said, oh, I have, I have a higher power, too um anything i could do to create points of contact with her and then i literally let her go and she came back because the presence of god was on us and it was on us enough that it drew her back mm-hmm. i didn't feel obligated to push her i let her go and you know at some point as a believer you're going to learn you know mm-hmm. we have this saying in our house my my daughter and i love to go trout fishing and it's the fisherman's handshake so you 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 know, you can tell, and I just shook Steve's hand and, and pulled on it. You can tell when you get a bite. And right. when you're a person of Holy Spirit, you'll start to, to know when the fish are biting. Yeah. That we have a saying, all the lines go out when the fish are biting. There's moments in the prayer tent where people are getting saved like every three minutes. Yeah. Someone's getting saved. The fish are biting. There's an open heaven in that moment. All the lines go out. Everybody get out here. (laughs) You know, and there's other moments where you can sense darkness. And as you walk this out, guys, in the batting cage, you start to learn. Yeah. Oh, I stink at that pitch.
1: I don't I'm not great with Reiki healer people, but other people on the team are. Right. Yeah, that's right. And so these healing nights, we're uh, we're doing these once a month in southern New Hampshire. Uh, We've got the next one scheduled for February 29th. If you're here and New England, and and you'd like to come check us out. Uh, we have a Facebook page, uh, Healing Nights, and uh, we'll be uh, at, at uh, Zeal Movement in Manchester, uh, February 29th at six thirty. Um, and uh, yeah, we're 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 doing our spoke in the wheel. That's it. Um, of equipping believers to to uh, have a relationship with the Person of Holy Spirit, and then learn how to partner with them. To unlock them and and go be jesus partner with holy spirit out in their ecosystem and so we want to thank everybody for listening to the show um we're going to turn off now scott and steve uh gotta get to work we, gotta get to work see you guys <laughs>